All right. Hello, hello, hello. This is Joe Friesen, and you are listening to Cultic Conversations. How have you been? It has been a very long time. I've graduated from college. I got a job, uh, moved into an apartment, learning how to adult. All very great things, all very time-consuming things. Um, But I just... So I go to a lot of young adult services. One of the young adult services I went to last night had the most mind-blowing sermon. One of the most mind-blowing sermons I've ever heard in my life. And I wanted to hit some of my personal notes. Um, but this is mainly just one of the ways that I am going to plaster the share link for this sermon everywhere I possibly can. Um, so the sermon, which I'll, I'll include the link to it in the description was over, uh, second Kings chapter two verses one through 25, which is, it's kind of the, the end of Elijah's ministry him. It's the story of how he transitioned Elisha into his spot. And, oh boy, there is, there is so much there that I've never considered, um, and I know, I know I usually have, I said in the past, this is called to conversations, so it's supposed to be two people talking to each other. It's only me here today, but technically, uh, this is a conversation that I'm having with the gentleman who gave the sermon, which is the brilliant Taylor Gabbard, um, probably wouldn't would prefer that I not call him brilliant but I call I don't know I guess the Holy Spirit which is true um, so certainly it's a spirit inspired sermon anyway uh, personal notes on this so the idea was the the title of the sermon was am I following God's man the idea is you know you have all these personalities and people who claim follow me and you'll this is, I'm I'm the way to God and whatever, and there's, I mean, this is worth considering when you're thinking about, like, denominations. Um, the Roman Catholics claim they are the one true church. Follow them, and you will get to heaven. The Eastern Orthodox claim the exact same thing and say that the Roman Catholics are wrong. Um, Protestants, some Protestants would probably, Protestants or evangelicals would say, no, uh, Roman Catholicism and Eastern Orthodoxy are not the way. You must be Protestant and evangelical in order to go to heaven. And so it's like, how do you know that you're following the right way? And of course, it centers on Christ. Christ is the one way to God. He's the, he's the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. It's pretty straightforward. And... From that point, Jesus calls us to be Christ-like. And remember that Paul calls us to imitate him as he imitates Christ. And so the idea is that the, we can see the way to God through Christ, through people who are being Christ-like. And what, what does that mean? It means they're, they're pointing to Christ. They're being Christ-like or as um, 
Taylor said in his sermon, being Christ types um, or Christ figures. They're pointing to Christ, and Christ is simultaneously pointing to himself because he's God and also pointing to his Father, who is God. Um, and the way, the way you know, you know, where they pointing to the Father is by their fruit. Are they self-centered? Um, do they bear the fruit of the Spirit? Um, where's the attention? And so, you know, you know, cult leaders, people who are not the way to God, they're self-centered. The the road ends at them. It ends in them. You know, whereas with godly people, the road does not end in them. They are simply a sign along the way. You keep going past them. Um, and you see this in the story of Elijah and Elisha. Elisha, Elijah was the man of God. He was a Christ type, being Christ-like, pointing through whom the people encountered God. He pointed them to God. He told them what God was thinking about them right now. That was his job as prophet. And this story is how um, the people moved on, were moved on past Elijah and encountered the sign of Elisha. You know, I kept, I said, Christ types, they're the sign that point to God. Elijah was one. Elisha was the next one. And this is that story of how that transition happened. Um, I mean, there's there was a bunch of cool stuff that Taylor pointed out about uh, how the story of Elijah and Elisha undermines the Baal mythology. Baal was a pretty big deal um, in Canaan back then, even among some Israelites, unfortunately. And the the story of Elijah and how he withheld the rain and per, um, miraculously provided for the widow, or how God did it through Elijah. Um, and how he went up in a chariot in the clouds. He kind of took a ride on the clouds in a chariot. That undermines the Baal myth. And then, kind of unrelated, uh, Elisha, one of the ways that he's a Christ type is that he his resurrection, he went through a resurrection that provided um, for people. You know, Jesus' resurrection provides his death and resurrection provides life to us who have faith and elisha he when elijah put the mantle the cloak on him he died to his old life and we see this because he goes and he he says goodbye to his mother and father he says i'm out i'm gone thanks for everything um i'm not coming back i'm out to be a prophet and then he slaughters his oxen cooks them over a fire of the yoke that he was using to till the field with the oxen. And then he feeds, he throws a fellowship banquet. He throw, he feeds the people. So Elisha's old life dies. The old life dies and through the, the death of the oxen and the cooking. <clears throat> and in his new life as the next prophet, he provides for the people with the death of his old life. It's it's a resurrection. It's super cool. Um, and this may be what Jesus was referencing 
um, in Luke 9. You know, you read this, Elisha asks to go back to his mother and say goodbye to his mother and father, and, Elisha, and Elijah's like, yeah, fine, go. And if you know your Bible, you know that in the Gospels, someone came up to Jesus, or Jesus called someone, and they said, yeah, I want to follow you, but please let me go back to say goodbye to my mother and father. And he said, no one who puts his hand to the plow after turning back is worthy to continue. And he's like, well, you seem to be saying contradictory things. They're not. Jesus was talking about Elisha. You'll hear that in the sermon. I don't want to go over it twice. Um, what else? What else did I note? There's a lot of, there's some cool patterns of three that I didn't notice before. Three is an important biblical number. Um, with it tests of Elijah's loyalty and him asking God to show up and confirming his uh, Elijah's new status as prophet, as the prophet. Um, okay, here's this was like so Elijah and Elisha cross. They split the the Jordan River. This is right before um, Elijah's ascended. They split the the Jordan River which is like the splitting of the Red Sea, which if, you, if you're kind of a theology nerd, you may or may not know, is a, a symbolism of baptism. The, the people of Israel were baptized by God in the Red Sea. Um, and their, their old self, or their, their oppressor, their sin, kind of, um, the, the Egyptians in a way represent our flesh and so that that drowns that dies in the sea and then the israelites come out new they come out as reconciled as god's people um reconciled out of their old life so that's that's that reflects what happens in baptism we go under our old life dies falls away we come back up anew reconciled to god and so there's a baptism there and so it's like mm, i wonder if there's a baptism here maybe I don't think so. I think the, the Jordan crossing actually has more to do with when Joshua crossed the Jordan River, um, I believe before he hit Jericho. And then that's that's a whole nother cool parallel. So there's there's parallels here between Moses, who Moses was, and then who Joshua was, and then who Elijah was, and who Elisha was, and then who Jesus is. There are parallels there that are crazy. Um, the way that Elijah and Elisha went across the land in, in, um, where is this? Second Kings chapter two. It's like the ex re exact reverse of, um, how Joshua entered that. So Joshua, he crossed, he split the Jordan, crossed over, he conquered Jericho, and then he went to, where did he go? There was a place he went. Bethel. No. Yes. Bethel. He went to Bethel, conquered Bethel next. And then he went to Gilgal. And in 2 Kings chapter 2, we see that Elijah and Elisha go in the exact opposite direction. So they start in Gilgal, and then they go to Bethel, and then they go to Jericho, and then they cross the Jordan. And then, of course, Elisha does that in reverse. And so Elisha parallels Joshua that way. And there's there's some symbolism, I think, some significant symbolism there. Um Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist in the Jordan. So, uh, hey, maybe there is some baptism symbolism here. 
um, or foreshadowing, because one thing I've, I've read like a while back, I don't know where I read it, but Elijah was kind of, Elijah and John the Baptist are kind of parallels of each other, while Elisha and Jesus are parallels of each other, because I think Elisha did resurrections, like actual resurrections. I don't know that Elijah did any. Um, he was more kind of a gracious prophet. Elijah was more of a, a law prophet or a more condemning prophet, but that's, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and kind of, you get the same thing with John the Baptist. John the Baptist preached a lot about repentance and he prepared the way for a better thing. Elisha was the better prophet, undeniably. He did literally twice as many miracles. We have exactly twice as many miracles recorded for Elisha um, in scripture as for Elijah. Last I checked. I, um, if I'm actually wrong about this, someone please let me know um, wherever I post this, wherever you find it. You know, send me an email, post it on my Instagram, you know the rules. Um, you actually may be able to leave a comment on Spotify. Don't know if I'll be able to see it though. Anyway, so yeah, Elijah prepared the way for Elisha. John the Baptist prepared the way for Jesus. Um, uh, da, 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 do, 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 do. The Spirit came when when uh, John baptized Jesus. The Spirit came upon him in you know a great way. When Elijah metaphorically baptized Elisha through the Jordan River, throwing his mantle on him, Elisha got a greater outpouring of the Spirit double portion than Elijah had. Um, what else? Oh, the double portion thing, that's out of Deuteronomy, um, according to the Deuteronomy, the law in Deuteronomy. The son gets a double portion of whatever the father has as an inheritance. And so Elisha was asking, make me your son. Um, and the condition that Elijah set was if you see Elijah leave, you get the double portion. If you don't, no double portion for Elisha. And the point there, I won't tell you what the point of that was, but that's significant. That's in the sermon. Please go listen to it. Um, yeah, Cloud Rider. Uh, chariots. So there's significance to the fact that there's... Um, so in the text, grammatically, um, Elisha actually calls Elijah a chariot. Like when he says, my father, my father, um, Israel's chariot and its horsemen or something like that. He's still talking about Elijah through that whole phrase. And that's significant. Again, listen to the sermon. Um, do, 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 do. Um, when we, we see in this passage that Elisha was clothed in the spirit, you know, he had the mantle cast upon him. The mantle was symbolic of the spirit coming upon Elisha as the new prophet and Pentecost y'all, the entire church was clothed by the spirit. And Joel says that your sons shall prophesy, and your young men shall see dreams, and your daughters are also included in this. I don't remember the exact passage. I just know it's there. So kind of cool. We're all prophets like Elisha was, or at least we should be. 
um, they went and with the, the people, the sons of the prophets in the story, they went and they looked for Elijah for three days and he didn't come back after three days. Three days was, if you were dead for three days, you were dead, dead. This is like, you know, out of the Prince's Bride. There's a difference between completely dead and mostly dead. Um, if you came back from being dead before three days, you were just mostly dead. If you came back, if you didn't come back after three days, you were dead, dead. You were completely dead. And Elisha didn't come back, or not Elisha, Elijah didn't come back. So confirmation that Elijah was gone because, you know, he had a reputation for just disappearing. Um, but then Jesus comes back after three days. That's that's a thing, that's something to consider. Um, it's like, yes, he was confirmed. Jesus was dead, dead. And then he was not dead. Because he was dead for three days, and then he came back. It's like, so cool. Um, I took a note. I didn't actually look into this at all. Um, but when Elisha, he salts the river, which... I mean that didn't that didn't actually do anything to the river because he didn't he didn't throw anywhere. It was a river that was running out of Jericho. Jericho had been cursed by Joshua again. Elijah Joshua parallels, or Elisha Joshua parallels. Uh, jo Jericho had been cursed by Joshua that it would never be rebuilt, that it would be barren. Um, and lo and behold, here comes Elisha. He salts the river which he didn't actually salt it enough to purify it, but he throws salt in it to show that God had lifted the Jericho curse. And it's like, oh, goodness. And then I thought, does this have anything to do, is there any parallels here with the, um, with the temple described in Ezekiel with the river of life that runs out from it? Like I said, I didn't research that one at all. It just kind of popped in my head. And it's like, ooh, if you, one of y'all wants to look at it and if you find anything, any interesting connections to between um, the Ezekiel Temple and its river of life, between that and the removal of the Jericho curse and the renewed the life of the river, um, let me know. Comments, email, do it. Also, this shows here that baptism is, does not mean meaningless. Uh, I mean, even though the salt itself did not do anything per se, it was the means by which the act of God was communicated. And so, likewise, baptism, the water of baptism is meaningful because it's the, it's the means by which God communicates uh, what he has done. So, you know, let's let's not have any more um, denial of being baptized by water. That's a thing in some places. I don't know if any of you are among my listeners. I hope so, because then you'll hear this and have something to chew on. And you can get in the conversation. Yay! That's the whole point. Um, there, are, there are interesting things here, which I half knew about, um, between how... The, the people of uh, Gilgal, or Jericho, no, Jericho, reacted, Jericho, pagan city, but they, they repented in this story, like Rahab. Rahab was a Jericho person who um, submitted to the Lord. And then the people from 
Bethel, which if you know anything about Bethel from Judges, you know it's a wax spot in Israel. That's rip that has a reputation for um rebellion and just being not great. Uh comes up again, children of Bethel go up mocking Elisha and the words they use, um, they don't necessarily they're they're meaningful. Go listen to the sermon. I know I'm I'm I apologize for being picky about what I share and what I not share. I'm just it was a cool sermon and hopefully what I'm doing here is feeding you enough information that you're like, oh, maybe I want to go listen to the rest of it. And you go listen to the rest of it. And he's like, whoa, this is like half spoiling a movie. Whatever that's worth. I don't know. Anyway. Um, hmm. And then I have a note here that I don't know what it's about. So anyway, that's that. Um, do I have anything else that I want to talk about? So anyway, yeah. The link for this sermon, um, it's on YouTube and it's on Spotify, so I will share both. If there's a post on Instagram, I will try and share that as well. Um, but yeah, go listen to it, watch it, like it, share it. Spread it everywhere you can, because that's what I'm doing, and this needs to get places. It's it's just that good. Um, thinking, thinking, thinking. Anything else? Oh, I was... Um, I do have some thoughts. Actually, I'll say this. Um... You know, you go listen to the sermon, you do you do all the things that you're supposed to, because this sermon is awesome. And then please, if you if you have any thoughts, if you have any unique thoughts, contributions, objections, I'll take objections. Put them in the comments of this Instagram post or uh send me an email. If you know how to get a hold of me, do so. Share your thoughts. This is a conversation, and I want you, the audience, to be part of the conversation. Um, I think this is a conversation that needs to be had. So, anyway. Um, I have some other thoughts. I'll record a separate episode for that. Anyway. Thank you for listening. This has been Cultic Conversations with Joe Friesen, and I will hopefully talk to you soon.